Welcome to another episode of Strategize to Succeed. Selectively applying the strategies which we discuss each week will help you as you progress from conditions to opportunities to successes. You are at a point in your life where you believe that you have the next brilliant idea or you have an idea for how to execute an existing idea in a different and better way. Besides, you have contemplated the notions of great wealth, complete freedom of time use, and never answering to anyone else again. Isn't that how many perceive the clarion call to entrepreneurship? Well, there are a million and one stories of how someone decides to go into business for themselves. As an example, let me tell you about how my parents got started in business. As family lore goes, several years prior to my birth, my father was working at a large advertising agency. One day, he was called in and invited to become a partner in the company. Obviously pleased, he went home and told my mother. Although she was certainly excited for my father, her reaction offered a different perspective. My mother countered with the comment that if my father could do it for someone else, he could do it for himself. That comment changed our family forever. The next day, my father went back to the advertising agency and quit, and my parents never looked back. Notwithstanding the context in which my mother's comment was made, the concept behind the comment can offer a broader application. Really, it comes down to wanting to exercise complete control over all aspects of your life. By starting your own business, you set the priorities and the standards, and you become willing to accept all of the risks and responsibilities which ensue. My parents willingly accepted that mantle, and they continued to work together and grow their business for more than 50 years. As a child in a household of entrepreneurs, I became familiar with the many textbooks on hand. One of my father's favorite books on sales was The Lacy Techniques of Salesmanship by Paul J. McCallie. Frequently, a copy was given to clients, and even more often, ideas from the book were referenced at home. It should not surprise you that when the time came for me to sell Girl Scout cookies, while in elementary school, I was coached on the application of Lacey concepts to my endeavor. By the way, included on my school's personalized sixth grade graduation diploma was the recognition that I got, quote, more people to eat too many cookies than anyone in the history of the school, close quote. Apparently, my parents taught me well. I would note that even though Lacey is a book on sales within a business context, do not overlook the value found in sales concepts 
as they apply throughout all aspects of your life. In the broadest of terms, the concept of sales can be reduced to the term persuasion. And don't you find that you are always trying to persuade someone, kids, boss, spouse, employees, store clerk, among others, to do something? As a most basic example, the following illustration was frequently cited by my parents, probably based on personal experience. You and your friend plan to go out for dinner. You want Italian food. Your friend wants Chinese food. How is the decision made? It becomes a matter of persuasion. You start to cite all of the reasons that your choice should be selected. Your friend counters with their persuasive reasons. Eventually, someone capitulates. But in reality, the sale for the food choice is made by the power of persuasion. The primary concept to understand within the field of sales, as well as its application throughout your life, is the concept of benefits. When you proceed to sell something or persuade, regardless of whether it may be a product or a concept, recognize that people do not buy specifications or features. People buy benefits. A benefit is a description of how the subject of the sale will improve the business or the life of the prospective buyer. People do not buy a product for what it is. They buy that product for the expectation of what it will do for them. That is the benefit. A benefit might include such statements as buying this equipment will result in a 25% increase in your profit over the next 12 months. Or, buying these running shoes will provide you with walk-on-air comfort for the entire distance as you run the marathon. Regardless of the situation, when thinking about the concept of benefits, it is essential to remember that the benefit must focus on the prospective purchaser or the person you are trying to persuade. In any negotiation, whether for a new job or promotion, or even the selection of a vacation destination, you must present benefits that will be of interest and help to the other party, not benefits to you. Always address a situation from the other person's perspective. That is the only way to construct a valid and valuable benefit. While the recognition and focus on benefits selling is important to understand and apply in any line of business, it should be absolutely critical to the thinking of an entrepreneur. Every single day, an entrepreneur finds themselves addressing the issue of sales because recognizing who is their target customer and creating a sales plan to convert represents the bottom line of the entrepreneur's business. But just saying that the priority is to convert sales is not sufficient. Most people tend to underestimate how long it will take to close a sale 
or conclude the persuasion. In many instances, there is an assumption that an initial presentation, and perhaps a follow-up, should be more than sufficient to satisfactorily conclude a sales transaction. Unfortunately, that is not how the world works. According to Lacey, the majority of sales do not occur until after the fifth contact. Once you are armed with that fact, your entire frame of reference should change. Throughout life and business, it is imperative that you recognize that you cannot give up too soon. You must be both patient and persistent. Although you may be facing an urgent situation, the other party has a completely different set of priorities and needs and accommodating your particular time constraints is not included in their concerns. And always remember that the entrepreneur's objective is to satisfactorily address and resolve the needs of the customer. It is not the customer's responsibility to be concerned with the needs of the entrepreneur. Be pleasant in your follow through always remembering to clarify the benefits that would be of interest to the customer. You will be regarded as tenacious and detail-oriented, which can work in your favor over the long term. Along with a continuing involvement in sales, there is a corollary. Always over-deliver. The bottom line is that success does not mean that you charge a customer $3 for a product or service and in turn the customer receives exactly $3 worth of value. Although technically correct, that is not the path to success. Over delivery includes providing additional helpful information, a coupon for future use, a secondary product, anything which will increase the value of the initial purchase. By over-delivering, you increase goodwill with your customer base, and by surpassing the customer's expectations, the opportunity is created to further satisfy a customer, generate repeat business, spread positive feedback, and enhance sales. Incidentally, the road to successful entrepreneurship can be complicated. So, on occasion, we will return to this subject to further untangle it. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember, your application of strategic decision-making approaches can result in more beneficial outcomes for you, both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity.